call the meeting to order city of university heights iowa city council meeting august 9th 2022 meeting is being conducted electronically on zoom um, welcome everyone thanks for attending tonight um, as uh, mike said all five council are present first order of business is uh, approval of minutes uh, July 12th and July, I mean, July 12th and June 28th minutes were circulated. Um, let's take June 28th was a special meeting. Are there any additions or corrections to June 28th minutes? Hearing none, the minutes are approved by unanimous consent. Uh, the last meeting, regular meeting was July 12th. Uh, minutes were circulated. Are there any additions or corrections to the July 12th minutes. Hearing none, the minutes uh, will be approved by unanimous consent. Um, public input. I know there are some members of the public tonight. I don't know if they wanna speak now. Would anyone like to speak? Please do so identify yourself and your address if you wanna speak. Okay, we'll keep moving on. Uh, we'll go to mayor's report. And we have a uh, first order business is consideration of resolution 2227, approving the city's uh, ARPA program, which is the American Rescue Plan Act business recovery grant program application form. And hopefully even the public got to review Steve Ballard's legal report. Uh, he did an excellent job as usual. Uh, you, as you know, there's been a committee with Steph gone and Bobby Scott from council, and then the city clerk, the city attorney and myself. And we've met twice now with uh, reps from East Central Iowa Council of Government to discuss a grant program for distributing cities ARPA funding. And um, Steve gave a nice summary, but I want to ask if uh, the committee members of Bobby or Steph would like to outline the program a little bit. Bobby, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, no, that's great. You guys can all hear me, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess ECI COG is kind of, they offered to help administer the program and um, they, they created, we kind of walked through, told them what we wanted to do, how we thought, you know, we wanted to use the funds. And so they helped create an application that we're going to make available to all the, um, well, to a handful of, I guess, I mean, to all the businesses that, that apply uh, in uh, University Heights. And there's some eligibility requirements and so on and so forth. And you can see that all in the Exhibit A. Um, but, you know, basically, Basically, we decided that we want to use, so we were given like $153,000 uh, through this American Rescue Plan Act, and we want to give um, over half of it, essentially, to businesses in University Heights um, in order to help them just facilitate more of what they're wanting to do and to be able to improve, you know, just the services that they offer. And um, so... Um, there's an application they can go through and um, we're really trying to make it happen quickly, I guess. We think that if there's an opportunity for businesses to use funds, we want to get it in their hands so that they can do it. 
soon and quickly. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the, the bulk Thank of you. it. I yeah. Guess. Hey, maybe Steph wants to add a few things. Like, do you want to add some things, Steph? Well, uh, like, I think, go ahead. Like what, Louise? Oh, I was just thinking like uh, the amount of funds made available. Okay. Yeah, actually, um, you know, you can go on the, can you go on the website right now? Is it up, Mike? Yes. Okay. You can go on the website and get the business assistance program. And we decided to increase the amount that we're going to be offering to 20000 for relief. And um, I think it's important if, if you are a business and you are in University Heights that you apply for this. Um, if you have any questions, there's phone numbers, there's emails, everything on the actual application online. Yeah, so the total amount uh, the committee is saying is 80,000 uh, right. awarded for the grant. Uh, and, and each individual grant can get a maximum of up to 20,000. And I, I hope everyone was able to review all the details uh, that are online. Are there any questions by, first of all, by council, anything um, or or anything the committee wants to add? So I'll, I'll just say, I think Katie's asking, where can you find the application? Right now, what, what's on, what we're talking about that you can find on the website is the agenda and the attachments, and you can look at this that's on the website. There's not a form created yet. It'll so, be, so once we approve it today, if we decide to do so, then we'll post it online for them to have access. Is that right? I think that would be an excellent idea if it gets approved that they can either contact the city clerk or and or look online and get the application that way. Yeah. And the application goes to ECCOG, yeah. East Central Iowa Council of Governments. Uh, they have great experience with doing this. They've done grants before, especially for the city of Iowa City with other COVID grants. And um, they'll make a recommendation. And did, yeah. Okay, Katie oh. says, is there an expected timeline? Uh, that's one thing that has to be discussed, Katie. Uh, right now, the application is with a deadline on this is September 30th for application. And uh, I know that the businesses want something quickly. So council will discuss whether they wanna keep the September 30th deadline or move it up. Yeah. Um, is it okay um, if I say something? Yeah, Katie, did you wanna say more? Yeah, I'm just saying, I just, September 30th is right around the corner and there's not an application on the website. So I don't know when, the, how long it will take the grant money to be awarded. Um, so if there could be, I don't know if you can, can you notify businesses when it's up or the actual application process so we don't miss that deadline or, 
uh, Steve, did you want to speak to that a little bit? I mean, sure. it's just for the application. It's not for deciding. It's the application. And it's a pretty simple that I, I okay. better let you speak, Steve. I yeah, better let sure. you speak. Sure. So the application isn't as, as um, I think a couple of people have said already, uh, the application as such is not available. It's available to see, but it's not available to be completed or filled out or submitted because the program hasn't been adopted and approved. So there's nothing, there's no, nothing there to apply for, you might say. That's what the council is talking about right now. And if the council approves uh, this resolution 2227, as it's presented or modified, either one, then um, you know the application will either be posted and instructions on how to complete it and where to submit it will be provided on the website. Or if it's if it's changed, uh, it, you know it'll have to be tweaked a little bit, but then it'll be posted with instructions on how to complete it and where to submit it and so forth. The timeline is, you know, as as uh, Mayor Fromm said. It specified or provided, I guess, in the, uh, the the resolution as application deadline of, of September 30, council may may want to shorten that. It's a pretty easy application, and I don't think I don't think it takes very long to fill it out. A business owner might say, "I don't need six weeks to fill this out," but that's the council's prerogative. Um, the 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 program, as it's established or as it's proposed, I should say, in this resolution, is a reimbursement. It's not a it's not an upfront grant. You know, here's some here are funds. It's a you know make application, tell the city what it is that the, that you or your business proposes to do. Um, if you're approved for that, go do those things, spend the money, bring the receipts back, and then uh, the council will approve uh, reimbursement for uh, those expenditures. So um, when all of that happens, you know I, I'm not sure anybody can tell uh, right now of the $153,000 uh, that the city expects to receive from this program, uh, only about half of it uh, has been received so far. So the city has a little over $75,000 uh, in, you know, in, uh, in its accounts right now related to this program. The other half is supposed to happen in October. So I think it's as, as it's envisioned, um, the timeline could be that the reimbursements happen possibly later this year, possibly um, next year. So it's to go buy more stuff, not a COVID relief fund, correct? I'm I'm just, I don't get it, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's- I, I don't it's, really uh, wanna I go mean, spend more money right now after getting out of that. That's kind of backwards to me. So I'm just clarifying. Yeah, the program as it's proposed, uh, by the by, the ARPA committee, as 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 it's been defined, is a is a reimbursement grant program. It's it's not it's not a hey show us how uh, a, a particular business um, suffered economically uh, during COVID, and uh, it, as long as it suffered to a certain extent, you know we can write you a check to backfill some of that. That is not the way the program is envisioned. It is for reimbursement of future expenditures that would help a business, as, as the documents say, help a business recover from, um, from, the, from the impacts of COVID by expanding things going forward. And I would say the only other thing I would add to that, because, you know, being a business owner too, I know how, you know, 
um, you don't want to, you know, you basically, you don't want to have to spend your own cash and be floating in that and sitting on it for a while. So I would say, okay, to you and all the other people who are listening here, who would be applying, you know, the intent would certainly be to, um, the intent would certainly be to get you reimbursed as quickly as possible. And so I'm, you know, going back to the other question you had, Steve, I'd prefer to move the deadline up so we can get people to, a, you know, they can apply and we can get funds, um, you know, and so forth. So I don't know, can we move it up to the 15th? You know, it's just a, Bobby, it's just a little risky if you're a business owner like myself who like thrives on people getting together inside and COVID was such a negative impact. It's way different in my opinion than what you, Nick, anything like that and what Maureen does and Jerry and I do. So you're asking us to go spend up to $20,000 with the hope that we're going to see that money fully returned. It's just a little bit, I don't know. I, you don't, I, I don't mean to sound like ungrateful or anything, but you don't know what you're asking us to do. And I, all the other programs have been kind of a little bit different. We've filled, we've all filled out tons of paperwork for different things over the last two years. And I, it's just, it's a little frustrating this way to do it this way. Um, and for me to come up with $20,000 to go spend by September 15th. Is that what you're asking? I'm still confused on one of right. my And that's money. a good, that's a good, no, the, the, we wouldn't be asking you to go and hurry up and find out a way to spend it before September 15th. It's just to apply for the program. And like, you'll see Katie, if you haven't, if you haven't read it, it should be a little more clear once you, once you read it. Um, but it says, you know, you know, you're encouraged to um, communicate their ideas to the program administrator prior to applying. They'll be available to, to talk through all that with you. And so my, my thinking is you'll, it'll, you'll, you'll, a lot of your questions will be answered. Um, okay. Just, you, know I mean? you would be right. approved up to a certain amount before you actually go out and spend that money. Right. Would uh -huh. be the intent of it. Mm-hmm. You're still expecting each of these businesses to have that cash flow, though. Well, yes, yes, and no. We're we're like the idea would be to reimburse you, so you don't have to come up with the money out of your own pocket. Does that make sense? Like that's but that's that's, that's the, the idea, idea, Bobby. But is that? I mean, am I just supposed to like put it? I I don't know. I I'm frustrated. Right. This is frustrating. But I think I think it'll be. I think the the size of the program, Katie, and the amount of like with with the Calpit ECI talk, I don't, I think it's going to be fairly efficient, I guess. My, my thinking is just, what does fairly efficient mean? Well, I, I mean, obviously I can't guarantee anything and, you know, we're all just doing the best we can do, but, um, I, I, I guess I can't really, I, I can't really say that for certain other than, other than to say, yeah, we're going to, we're trying to do something here for business in University Heights. And so, um, I mean, we've been trying to stay here this whole time, like for you guys. So small businesses are the heartbeat of a city and it's just a lot to ask of a small, like a true small business to front that much and then not have an exact timeline of when to be reimbursed. I started, you know, this conversation almost two years ago now with a city councilor that's no longer on there. 
So that's just, I'm just trying to get a little more specific before I get into it. And I haven't read it and I need to do that. And I, I will read it and Nick will read it and we'll, I'll go forward with what I can do, but to ask us to front that much, especially after the last three years, it's just a little concerning, but I guess if, you know, we can do what we can do, but I don't know that it's going to be depleted. Your fund, I don't, and maybe other businesses won't have that problem, but when could small maybe Mike, yeah, could maybe Mike show some of that, uh, answer the open-ended questions, uh, provide a brief summary of the impact the COVID-19 pandemic had on your business, limit to 500 characters. Um, it's page two of that, I believe. That's one. Okay, there you go. Provide a brief description how funds would be expended to build and expand their ability to provide goods and services, as well as to enhance, increase, or create revenue streams for new expenses or projects to assist with recovery. You know, that, that kind of gives you an idea there of, and then does that give you an idea? And then the lamp, and then on page three, it's uh, provide, yeah, there it is. Provide a brief description how the expenditure of grant funds would help your business recover. And we really want to get the the money to you and get it to you fast. And this is just the application part. You'd fill that all out. And that would be by say September 15th or September 30th, whatever council wants to do. That's just the application. And then that goes to ECOG. They take it and look it over and see if you fit all the requirements on it, you know, all the all the points of of the, for the money distribution. And then, uh, so, and then we wanna get it to you as quickly as possible. But we also have to, you know, when you're handing out money, you have to follow guidelines and be careful that, you know, to make sure they're using the money for what they said they would. You know what I mean, Katie, does that make sense? And so Louise, I have filled out so many of these applications. Yes, <laughs> this is like not what I need. I don't need a step-by-step -step explanation of what's on here. I can do this. This is probably like the, literally the 20th application I have filled out for this. I have never had to list what I'm going to spend it out on. It has been for relief for things like payroll or um, creating outdoor seating so people aren't afraid of COVID to come and do that kind of thing. I don't, I can't speak for anyone else, but those are the things that I've had to list. I don't know who came up with the guidelines, if it was the fund or if it was the city council who came up with them, but this is just different than what I've been dealing with from the state and the federal government. I understand, Katie. I'm sorry. I just thought maybe if you, if we showed you some of what we're doing, maybe you'd uh, understand. We don't want, we're trying real hard not to make it more difficult. We're trying to make it easier. And really, truly, that's the intention of the group is to get the funds to you as quickly as possible. And um, so, Steve, did you want to add anything? Um, the only thing, I guess, I, I don't know. So there have been a number of, of COVID programs with different parameters and different application requirements and different dates. Uh, two years ago, the, this, this 
funding uh, this direct federal funding to uh, local governments uh, didn't exist. I mean, it was adopted in, I don't know, February of 2021 or something. And, and they have been different. There's no question uh, that the, the, the purposes of them have been different. The criteria for, uh, for uh, uh, receiving funds has been different. The process has been different. And, um, you know, the, the council has limited uh, discretion. Uh, you know, we have to follow the rules of the, of the act. And, um, you know, the, this act, as I said, is, is certainly different than, than some of the others. And I don't know, I don't know what other, you know, grants, uh, of, you know, particular businesses may have applied for. I'm familiar with, with, I'm familiar with some of them but I don't know, you know, on an individual basis, but this ARPA program is, is different from those. Um, uh, there was a yeah. question on the oh, expenses. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can the expenses be expenses you currently have or do they have to be new expenses? Yeah, they. The, the, this is set up as a reimbursement, so it's a reimbursement for for future expenses. I mean, future doesn't have to be seven months in the future; it could be tomorrow in the future. But you, it, the, the the program is set up, the application is set up for a business owner to say, "This is what I propose to do," and 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 if if it's approved, then the the notion is that the business will will undertake and and expend those resources bring receipts back to the administrator. The administrator will say, yep, you did what you said and we've accounted for it and tell the city council to or recommend that the city council approve it. Could the expenditure plan be month by month such that you turn in receipts month by month? So it's limited amounts at a time? I think it I could be. I don't know why you couldn't do that. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't, oh, go ahead, Steve. No, I, I was going to say the same thing, Bobby. I don't think there anything, there's anything that would prohibit that. I think that if, it, I, I think a business applicant would want to apply for the full amount that the applicant anticipated um, investing and seeking reimbursement for, but I don't think you have to spend the full, you know, uh, make, make all of the expenditures before you say, hey, can I get this this expense reimbursed? Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm making this up. If, if, a, if, a, if a business owner said, well, I want to put this addition on, um, you know, and then, and then they came back the next month and said, well, here's my lumber package. You know, can I get reimbursed for that? I think the administrator would probably say, well, you know, we, we approved you to, to complete the whole addition you know, we don't want to just pay for the lumber now and pay for the electricity next month. Um, I guess that's kind of what my thought would be. So to the extent that they're discrete, um, not just discrete expenditures, but discrete projects, if you will, discrete components, you know, I want to build this part of my business out and then separately, I want to do this other part. If I'm making any sense, I, I would think that those could be separately reimbursed. Sounds like virtual collateral. 
so um, me again because i like have no problem just asking questions obviously sorry guys i just want to make sure i'm clear i have to present a receipt and i need to read it in order to get reimbursed so the payment has to be final on my end before i can get my reimbursement yeah so i I've, I've used the word receipts i think a couple of things and that's probably inartful on my uh, part i think what the actual uh, language talks about is is um uh, you know, invoices or, or receipts or, you know, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think. I, I mean, I typically in my line of work, I have to pay for something within 30 days or I get charged extra. So do you think that's feasible to get reimbursed within 30 days after receiving the invoice? I don't know how the law firm does it, Steve, but I'm guessing it's about the same. It um, seems like if you show an invoice and you're, and it fits your plan, it seems like we could set it up like that, don't you think? Because it, yeah, it way, talks about an invoice, yeah. Yeah, it talks, about, and I'm reading the language, uh, it actually talks about paid invoices. So the way this is structured, it anticipates that the business is going to pay, not just incur an expense, but to, to say, okay, I've made this, I've paid for this, not just committed to paying for it. So the way it's set up is it would be a paid invoice. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But the paid invoice, it seems like we could give that part of it sooner instead of sure. waiting until, you know what I mean, Katie? Instead of waiting until, you know, all the invoices are in and paid. Yeah, I do, but you would be a really bad business person to front $20,000 after COVID hoping that you're going to get the money back in 30 days. It just doesn't make sense. It's not good business. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I don't want an addition. I just, Sidekick just wants to stay present in the community. And I'm pretty sure that's what the other small businesses are thinking. And I know in an addition was just an example, but um, I just, it doesn't, in my business, I had, after being through all this, this is not what I saw coming from the city. But, I, I mean, I'm just saying that you would be, if you would spend all 20000 in one month and pay for it, we'd pay you right away. I mean, you know what I mean? But I, I see it as 5000 here, you buy the furniture that you need for the outdoor area or whatever. You know what I mean? And then that, am I explaining that right, Steve? I mean, I, I mean. I thought the deadline was, you know, the application deadline is such so you can extend your, like what you're doing throughout a certain timeline after that's you just, apply. Yes, that's just the application. That's just the application to tell us what you what you want, how this affected you, you know what I mean? That's just the application. Then that's not you doing the work, that's mm -hmm. just the application. Then the application will be uh, reviewed and recommended to the city council. The city council will approve it or not approve it. And then it's like, then you go forward and start spending the money, but you get approved first with your application. Does that make sense? So I don't think have, that's what Steve just said, though. So you have an application said, and then qualification? No, you right. have an application. Well, an application and an approval. 
application. Right. application. Well, once you put in the application, then you have to be approved. And then after the approval, right. then you start doing the work because you know you're going to get X amount of dollars if you do this work. Does, okay. does that make sense? So you're looking I think, for projects, I think so. correct? Like it, things that we would invest into our business in order to improve it. Um, for me, the best way that I can improve my business is to invest into my people, into my staff. So are those the types of projects that would be approved? Uh, generally not. Uh, the, the, as it's drafted, and I want to say a little bit more about that in a second, but generally it, it says that, uh, you know, operational expenses, including payroll, wages, uh, taxes are not, not going to be subject to reimbursement. I also like hire people who live in University Heights and live in the area. I see that as also then giving back to your community as well. So if that's able to be adjusted, it would certainly help my business um, and I'm sure other service-based businesses as well. Well, one of the things I was going to add, uh, and the reason I said I, I wanted to add something a minute ago, um, I, I'm not on the council, I can't speak for the council, but um, you know, given the feedback, maybe, maybe the committee needs to try to readdress some things. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what all the possibilities are in terms of the, the, uh, the input that the council and the committee has received tonight, but, uh, you know, I guess I'm just saying to the council, that's, that's your, that's your prerogative. You don't need to take any action yeah. tonight unless you think that you, uh, and, and the community are ready for that. Um, I do want to say, let me think that I know as part of the committee and when we were talking about this as the five of us without ECCOG there, uh, everything we do is public. And we were very, the committee was very concerned about asking, you know, if you need reimbursement and you want to pay employees, you got to show your paperwork you know, your business outline, and then that's public information. And so we were very careful about trying to protect that so that everybody in the city and this county knows how much you make, what you, you know, what you're doing, you know. So, I mean, does anybody want to speak to that besides me? I mean, that was a we struggled with that a little bit at first because we need to know your business plan. We need to know a lot of personal business information and we wanna protect you in that way. So when we applied for the other programs and I know everything is different, it was, you know, you got listed publicly on the grant amount you received from the state and the federal government. Like you can look up Maggie's, you can look up me, you can look up Maureen and see how much each business received, but they didn't have to publish our personal financials. Well, Steve can business. speak to that about, I understand Katie, but 
Steve, we talked about what the public right. would yeah, be. So again, there, there have been different programs. The first round of COVID relief that I recall was, uh, was just was administered by financial institutions, banks and credit unions, okay? Those aren't public bodies. Uh, those aren't governments. They were funded and there were, there were parameters and requirements set forth in the, uh, the enacting legislation or orders, uh, executive orders. But as I recall, yeah, I don't think there was, uh, I mean, I, you know, if you applied for COVID relief, I don't think anybody was gonna see your financials. I'm not even sure you had to submit your financials for some of those, but in any event, but this is different. This, this round, the federal government didn't say to Midwest One or Hills Bank or Green State or whoever it might be, hey, there's a pool of money. Your customers and clients are going to come and apply, and here's the rules, and get it out to them. This time, the federal government said to cities and counties uh, and states, uh, there's a pool of money, and here are the rules for you to dis to disperse it. And 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 the federal government didn't uh, apply a rule about uh, open records, public records, but but Iowa Code Chapter 22 makes those those kinds of records of uh, public records and and the city would would keep them you know the confidential parts social security numbers and so forth uh, confidential and private to the extent possible but but part of our program documents uh, tells applicants you know lots of the city's records most most of the city's records are public so beware So that's, so that's kind of, we wanted to, you know, protect our businesses that way. I, I mean, is, do you understand that to Katie and Maureen that when we're a city and we're directing this funding, there are things we, you know, we have to show the public if they want to see it. So we want, we really want to help the businesses. You can see that this council is very interested in helping the businesses. And uh, I just feel bad that uh, this didn't get online as quick and then you couldn't review it a little bit in more depth, you know, because <coughs> the intention is to really help our businesses sincerely help our businesses. We're not trying to put up some kind of roadblocks, but you know, we do have to follow some rules too. And we could relook at it and see what we can do uh, a little different, uh, possibly. But uh, yeah, there's been different kinds of grants and things. And this is different because it's from the city. I don't think there's another city in Johnson County, that is at least when I call different cities, they're not planning on doing anything for their businesses. I know they said there were other programs available and they helped with some of those, but um, um, you know, they're using it for other things. Other important, everything's important, but we really wanna help our businesses. We agree that, um, we know you've suffered and we wanna do something. And that's was the intention. So maybe we could go back. And, I mean, this will delay things, but we can go back and relook at it 
is that what you and Maureen are suggesting? Or did, I mean, I, I, I just I need to, to read the application. I haven't read it. I, you know, I need to sit down and read it through just to see. And I, I'm not going to speak for Maureen, but I just didn't do that yet. So um, where is it on the website exactly? I'm sorry. I was trying to look while we were on here and I think somebody posted it in the chat and then I just missed it. It's with the agenda, you know, on the city oh, website right. and all okay. the documents. Yes. Got it. And Maureen, did you want to add anything or I don't want to put you on the spot. I just don't want you not be I, able yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing would be as, as a service business, investing in our staff is one of the best ways that we can grow our business. Um, I'll be brutally honest that my staff has not received a raise in several years, and that's not fair to them, but it's how we keep the lights on. So um, in order to improve the experience and get more people into our studio, we need to invest in our people. Thank you. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm fine going back and, you know, re doing a revision if there's feedback from business owners in the community, um, you know, it's going to delay the, anything that would come. Right. But I suppose you've waited a long time already anyway. So maybe another, you know, if there's a, if there's a better way to, you know, that's more helpful than that's our goal. Um, so, you know, if we want to, I don't know what the next steps are, but if, if you, you know, if we need to get time for feedback after you guys have reviewed it, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's, I think yeah. that's a good suggestion. Does other council agree or disagree or have an idea? sounds good it doesn't sound like you know there's a desire for growth necessarily but for sustaining so you know a way to better do that and and be friendly to the amount of out-of-pocket expenses that one has to put out there at any one time would be the nice if we could figure that out Okay, so um, we need to hear from, we need to read everything and we need to hear back from you too on some of the ideas and we can have the committee meet again and review things because the intention of the committee is, is to really help the businesses. And so we wanna do it so that it'll work for everyone and you can get recovery needed. So we'll go back to the drawing board. I just uh, don't think it's a recovery type of thing. I think you're looking at it as a growth. And I think Maureen and I were coming in as looking at it as a recovery. And so I think that's the big disconnect. And I don't think we're against growth as previously stated. We need to be stable before we feel like we can do that again. Maureen and I opened like not even a year before COVID. And I don't know what else I can say to any of you that aren't small business owners, but 
you don't understand what we've been through unless you've been doing it this whole time. So I think we're looking at it two different ways. Of course, we want to grow. We wouldn't be here if we didn't want to grow. We are recovering still and probably will be for two, three, four years if we can hold on to our businesses. That's how it is. Um, but you don't start a small business without the intent to grow it. You have to love it to do it. And that's why we're still here. That's, that's great, Katie. It's definitely, it's definitely a little challenging, you know, like we said, from our perspective with the needs base, because, you know, then you just have to go through and um, it seems like you just have to go through and now it's a needs analysis and, and who needs it more kind of a thing, right? And in order to be able to administer a program like that, it gets really complicated, I would think, right, really quickly. Um, I don't know if I'm, you know. No, and I get that. And maybe you go back and maybe it doesn't work. And maybe I just assumed this would be like all the other things that I've applied for. And it's totally different. So mm -hmm. um, I didn't I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and you get that it's run by a city, not a, not the other. I've way. applied for state and other things that I haven't. Yeah, there's other things that in, have been awarded by cities to businesses too. Um, so, no, I understand that, and that has to be public record. Okay, good. Okay, and so, uh, Lisa and Doug, that's good with you, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Um, thanks very much for your input. We'll keep us, look it over, and give us some input, uh, you know send it to uh, me, the city clerk, council, you know, however you want to do it. Uh, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Thank um, you. Thanks. Uh, let's see. I don't even have the sheet in front of me anymore. Okay, so we have resolution 2227 and 2226 that we are um, moving on to and reevaluating that here with the committee again. Okay, we'll go to the legal report. Steve, do you have anything to add to your legal report? Um, I don't think I don't think I do unless anyone has particular questions. Yeah, does anyone have any questions? I'm just thinking you talked about, oh yeah, some of the things to take care of the business for the police and things. Okay, very good. Okay, we'll move to the city clerk report. Uh, you got my written report. I don't really have anything else to add to that. Um, we do have an approval for the... Uh, Renewal of the liquor license at Maggie's Farm Pizza. That needs to be a motion and second. That is not a, it's not a resolution. So it's just a voice vote rather than a roll call vote. And that their application has been reviewed by state and by local authorities and is all in good standing. Okay, is there a motion to approve the renewal of Maggie's liquor license? All motion. A motion by Bobby. Is there a second? I'll second, Louise. Second by Lisa. 
Any discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Motion carries 5-0. Um, let's see, anything else, Mike? I don't think so. Okay, very good. Any questions for Mike? Okay, we'll move to the treasurer's report. I see Lori's here too, and Lori sent the warrants. And um, uh, are I do there have any one addition. Do you? Um, okay. Johnson County, the Johnson County Refuse Bill came today for um, recycling. So that's 6,808 for July okay. services. Okay, so that'll be added to the warrants list. Is there any uh, objection to paying the warrants? Hearing none, the warrants will be paid plus the one addition by unanimous consent. Um, let's see. We'll go on to police chief report and we have several resolutions with that. Uh, Troy and Stephanie, uh, you wanna talk about it a little bit? Uh, well, we can talk about the first one is resolution 22. 28 authorizing uh, issuance of parking permits at Marietta and establishing fee for such permits. Chief, why don't you go ahead? He must be on mute. Uh, you're not, we can't hear you. Ooh. Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Can, can, just try speaking. Must have the wrong microphone selected or something. We can't hear you. Or it's Bluetooth. possible you have your volume all the way down. There you go. There it is. I thought I heard something for a second there. Uh-oh. Can you, you just, yes, yes. yes. But he froze up. <laughs> <laughs> Try again, you froze. Oh, we can't hear you now. We lost you again. Well. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yes. But now your mute's off. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, All right, sorry about that. My, I have some new earbuds that apparently I don't have paired correctly. Uh, as far as, which one are we looking at now? Again, please remind me, that was the change in which fees? It's the Marietta Avenue parking for permits. Sure. So during COVID, we started with, with council's approval and to be good community members, we started allowing uh, really health care workers, non-residents to park on Marietta. Uh, it did not create any issues with resident parking on Marietta. And I would like to continue that practice. It's something that the police department can easily administer as far as non-resident parking. Uh, but I also think that consistent with our other fee structures, non-residents should pay more for for that privilege than residents who are paying taxes. Initially, I'd proposed, uh, suggested perhaps $100 a year for non-residents uh, in conversation with 
uh, Stephanie and Steve Ballard, I, I decided as far as the administration of that, it was easier if it was divisible by 12. So $120 a year is, is just something, a number that I'm throwing out that way if it was necessary to revoke a non-residence permit to make room for a resident, it would be easy to prorate it. So not asking for any huge changes, uh, just to, to current practice, just I'd like to have formal approval rather than kind of that special exemption to allow non-residents to park, uh, non-residents to purchase permits. In addition to residents, residents would have priority and non-resident permits would be at a cost of $120 per year or some other number easily divisible by 12 and prorated if they needed to be refunded. That made sense. I know that was hurried, but we've talked about it in previous council meetings. Yeah, so the consideration of resolution 2228 is before the council. Let's get a motion on the table before discussion. I'll motion. Motion by Stephanie, is there a second? I'll second it. Second by Doug. Okay, discussion. I think it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward to me too. Okay, very good. We'll have a roll call vote. Don? Aye. Moore? Aye. Schroeder? Aye. Scott? Aye. Swales? Aye. Motion carries 5-0. As, as I understand uh, Steve's notes on this in his report, this cannot take place immediately unless there is a condensed reading. So uh, this will not go into effect. And Steve, you can, you can know where I'm wrong on this, but I believe it needs three, three readings. Are we talking about Marietta? Yes. No, that's just a resolution. Okay, all right, thank you, it's, thank you. Just, all right. Yeah, no, but no. we're on the second one now. First consideration of ordinance number 250. Oh, yes, that's correct. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about what you just voted on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the administrative towing fee needs three readings unless the council collapses them. And as I said, I can talk a little about that or I don't have to. But anyway. So the background on the administrative fee, that was initiated or 